You're listening to the Acadiana's Morning News Podcast, brought to you by LABI and always on kpel965.com. Get the free KPEL News app in the App Store and Google Play. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette. She wants justice. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. Rayshard Brooks' wife speaking out days after her husband was shot and killed by police in Atlanta. Tamika Miller tells CBS News. If it was my husband who shot them, he would be in jail. He would be doing a life sentence. They need to be put away. Brooks was shot after resisting a drunk driving arrest. Body cam video shows him grabbing an officer's taser and running away, turning to point it at the cop who then shot him. That officer has been fired. Another is on leave. The medical examiner has ruled this case a homicide. An autopsy revealed the 27-year-old had two gunshot wounds to the back that caused organ failure. Fox's Jonathan Seri in Atlanta near where it happened in the parking lot of a Wendy's burned down during protests over the weekend. Now, all this is leading to more calls for police reform, something Congress is working on, but defunding police, as some demand, may not be gaining traction. It is not just a majority of Democrats who are against defunding the police. This weekend, the family of George Floyd made it clear they are not on board with this idea either, and that is significant because it is in the wake of George Floyd's death that activist groups such as Black Lives Matter are calling for a national defunding of police. Fox's Garrett Tenney, a dozen states are lifting more corona restrictions today. Even as new virus cases and or hospitalizations have been on the rise in nearly two dozen states. A U.S. fighter jet crashed this morning off the English coast. Fox's Simon Owens, live in London. Dave, the U.S. Air Force saying a search and rescue operation is underway in the North Sea for the pilot of the plane. The F-15C Eagle from the 48th Fighter Wing was on a training mission from a base in England when it crashed. The Air Force saying the status of the pilot and the cause of the crash are unknown. Dave. Simon, an American accused of being a spy in Russia, was convicted today in Moscow. Paul Whelan got 16 years in prison. He claims he was set up. America's listening to Fox News. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently. And other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No, Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. President Trump is getting ready for his first campaign rally since March, Saturday, in Tulsa. Though Oklahoma is one of the states seeing a rise in coronavirus cases, his campaign said over the weekend 800,000 people have requested tickets. President is facing criticism over possible exposure of attendees to the coronavirus at the rally's venue, which can hold up to 19,000 people. Attendees must sign a waiver agreeing not to hold the Trump campaign 
or the venue liable for any illness or injury. In Washington, John Decker, Fox News. Stocks could plunge to start the week. Dow futures down more than 600 points over renewed corona worries. Markets have also been down big overseas, falling more than 3% overnight in Japan. With summer almost here, amusement parks are making plans to reopen. Just like everywhere else, there will be plenty of changes to deal with at the amusement park. Because of coronavirus, most parks will have temperature checks at their gates and limit how many people are allowed in each day. Big theme park operators, including Disney and Six Flags, will require all guests to wear masks. Some parks have done trial runs with employees to figure out how to social distance on rides and cut down on long lines. Disney's Florida Parks will open July 7th, but without parades, fireworks, and character greetings, Disneyland in California is set to reopen its gate on July 17th. John Saucier, Fox News. For the first time since the NASCAR restart, fans were allowed in Miami. About a thousand of them were there. With the green flag in hand, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Green flag. Delay the race on Fox four times until Denny Hamlin finally won it last night. Golf returned for the first time since the Corona shutdowns with no crowd allowed. And Daniel Berger won the PGA tournament in Texas, beating Colin Maracoa in a playoff. I'm Dave Anthony, and this is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. I'm Rob Kirkpatrick, and you're listening to Acadiana's Morning News. Two men were shot yesterday in New Iberia, and now investigators are asking for your help. It happened yesterday in the 500 block of Johnston Street in New Iberia. I want to repeat, Johnston Street, but in New Iberia. One of the victims has died. The other remains in the hospital this morning. If you have any information about what happened, or maybe you saw something out of the ordinary, call Iberia Crime Stoppers at 364-TIPS. Still a lot of unanswered questions about a weekend shooting in downtown Lafayette. Five people were injured, four others sent to a local hospital after the incident. A statement from Lafayette Police says the shooting happened around 2 a.m. on Sunday morning in the 400 block of Jefferson Street. Now, three people were wounded in the upper torso, two additional people, wounds in their lower torso. One person who was injured and assessed refused additional medical attention. No arrests have been made and the shooting remains under investigation. Police at this point looking at nearby surveillance video. The lights are back on in Opelousas this morning after a four-hour citywide shutdown overnight. Clico made the announcement yesterday that work needed to be performed on a major transmission line. Power was off citywide between midnight and 4 a.m. this morning. The decision was made to do the work overnight to limit the inconvenience on customers. In other news this morning, a Russian court is sentencing an American to 16 years in prison for espionage. The verdict and sentence came down today in a Moscow court. Paul Wieland has been in custody there since 2018 when he was arrested at his hotel. Prosecutors said the former U.S. Marine had been giving a USB drive with classified information on it. Wieland maintained throughout the trial that he was framed. It's not the takeover of several city blocks and establishment of an autonomous zone like Seattle, but activists protesting police brutality and racism have set up camp outside the Bridgeport, Connecticut Police Department. Several tents were set up last night and demonstrators plan to remain there until the city meets their demands. Those demands include defunding the police department, firing police chief A.J. Perez and all officers who have used excessive force. One of the protesters is the sister of Jason Negron, who was shot by city police in 2017. 
with rumors circulating that demonstrators in Nashville plan to create their own autonomous zone. Tennessee Governor Bill Lee issued a statement warning lawlessness, autonomous zones, and violence will not be tolerated in Tennessee. Police reform activists were still seen near the state capitol building as late as last week. In Seattle, demonstrators continue holding a six-block area after police withdrew last week. At least seven Minneapolis police officers are quitting their jobs in the wake of the civil unrest over George Floyd's death. The Minneapolis Star Tribune reports that morale is so low, officers feel misunderstood at this time. They say they're being squeezed by all sides. A number of officers were injured during some of the protests that came after Floyd died while in police custody on Memorial Day. City spokesman Casper Hill says another seven officers are in the process of leaving. Others were talked out of resigning. The number of illegal immigrants sent out of the country is on the rise. U.S. immigration officials say in May over 20,000 illegal immigrants were expelled. On Friday, a Customs and Border Patrol statement said 23,000 illegal entries happened in May, 20,000 of whom were removed from the country. The rapid expulsion is part of coronavirus emergency conditions directed by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The report says that since the CDC order was established in late March, there have been almost 43,000 illegal immigrant expulsions. And back here at home, the governor's moratorium on evictions, it ends today. Brooke Thorrington spoke with a couple of landlords who say they'll definitely be affected. Baton Rouge landlord Steve Myers says he estimates about 10% of residential renters have not made their payments since the moratorium. And what I guess annoys me is when a tenant chooses to just say, well, you know what, I'm just going to move on and I'm not going to work out a hardship. Screw the landlord. But Patrick McCarran with Thomas Jefferson Real Estate says not all landlords can proceed. He says anyone with federal assistance or a federal mortgage will have to wait. It's going to be like late September, early October before those landlords can get a free loading deadbeat tenant out. I'm Brooke Thorrington. Our weather report is brought to you by Discover Financial Services. Get your free credit scorecard with a FICO credit score, even if you're not a customer. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. The forecast is looking pretty status quo across Acadiana here for this week. It's starting to get into the middle of summertime now. Dog days of summer are right around the corner, and forecast is starting to act accordingly. It's starting to slow down just a little bit. We'll see those highs sitting in the lower 90s, basically through the remainder of the week. We're up to about 92 degrees today. Heat index is going to be running just a little bit warmer than that. It'll be hot and humid, a 10% chance for a quick passing shower later this afternoon. Nothing that's going to be lasting too long, though. Your overnight lows get down in the low to mid-70s. Does stay warm and sticky overnight tonight. And then basically going to do it over again here for the next couple of days. Winds today going to be from the east-northeast at about 5 miles an hour. Eventually, we'll see southerly winds by the end of the work week. Temperatures, for the most part, going to be sitting in the low 90s here for the next several days. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC meteorologist Daniel Phillips. Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. And right now, we're getting it all clear on the roads of Acadiana. Interstates look like they are flowing well. Make sure you have your headlights on if you're out this morning and buckle it up. Keep it safe out there. It's 610 now on Acadiana's morning. Um. Right. Can't hurry it up. <laughs> Good morning, Miss Byrne. Hi, 
Rob. How are you? I'm doing well, sir. How are you? How does it feel? How does life feel on that side of the board? Um, it's a little strange, I have to point it out. Is. Yeah. It is. It's a little weird. And you know, we used to do this thing. Yeah. It would freak people out when they came in. We would we'd switch things up. Yeah. You know? And we might do I would do a couple days. I'd sit on this side, you'd sit on the other side. It would really freak people out. Um, now it's going to really freak people out more. Now it's going to really freak people out because they're like, <laughs> when is she coming back? So anyways, um, it's a big day here at KPL and the start of a brand new show this afternoon at 2 o'clock. And that is Up Close with Bernadette Lee. Yeah, man. So, okay. All right, so yeah. What are we doing here? Because I wasn't even expecting you to drive up today. Okay, so. I thought you were sleeping until 11 o'clock. I know. That's because you never listened to me. Okay. We're, we have the perfect marriage. You walked in here and I was like, get out. Like, I was this like, is my room now, mom. Okay. I'm going to do what I want to. I'm going to paint the color I want to. <laughs> I'm going to change the computer settings, all that. Oh, I hope you do change the computer settings. I just want to confuse you, you know. It's going to be way fun if you do that. So, okay, yeah. so, yeah. So, I don't know. Are you going to let me back in the studio ever? I guess so. All right. Well, well I kind of mm-hmm. thought, yeah, because you will kind of be starting your day like around 8 o'clock. Yeah. Um, that maybe you pop on during the 8 o'clock hour so we can talk about what you have coming up on your show that afternoon. Well, what if I get in in the 7 o'clock hour? Is that the same? I mean... I guess so. I don't know. Um. Anyway, you're welcome anytime. <laughs> this is because he's you know, kicking me out. You know, it's um. I was gonna call it the Bernadette Lee Memorial Capel Studio, but it's only memorial right. if you're dead. Right. So it has to be monumental. Oh, because you know that's why it's called the Washington Monument and not the Washington Memorial is because they started building that when George Washington was still alive. Well, there you go. So that's why it's a monument. It's not mm-hmm. a memorial. Hey, I, I don't want to hasten my memorial, so... I wouldn't want to be some monuments across this country. It has gotten, uh, yeah, interesting In out there. New Orleans, mm-hmm. because... And see, this is when we're going to have to at least come back to the conversation about... And maybe it's too simple of a question to say, is this worth it? Okay. But you have someone... Okay, John McDonough. Okay? Yeah. Um, there was a big uh, demonstration that happened in New Orleans in Duncan Plaza. Yes. Why is that location important? It's because it's directly across the street from City Hall. Yeah. In that area is a a bust or was a bust of John McDonough. Okay. Okay. The name may sound familiar because there are schools all over New Orleans named McDonough Thirty Five is one of the one of the ones ones? people know. It's one of the largest. Okay. Ah, Okay. Um, John McDonough was a slave owner. Mm -hmm. John McDonough also left the majority of his fortune for people to start schools. New Orleans was one of them that got millions of dollars wow. from his estate to start schools. And so well, know, I can tell you that's that's actually in my list of things yeah. that I'll be discussing today on the show. I want all the viewpoints. Absolutely. And then free speech. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a big discussion going on about the campus, the uh, LSU campus. Mm-hmm. Right. There is always a place there. I don't know if they still use it, but it was always called like Free Speech Alley. So that's the UL one. OK. OK. And then they have. Another, I don't know what they call it at LSU. I, I thought it was there. called the same thing. But Maybe it is. It's this little area that was right in front of the Union, mm-hmm. which I think is where it is at UL as well. Well, there you go. Um, but Isn't you know, it- there are a lot of questions. Like there are a lot of questions about what it means. Um, by the way, today's going to be a long day for all of us here at KPL, and that's all right. I'm doing offsides this afternoon too with Shannon what? Wilkerson. And so that's going to be awesome. It's going to be fun. And one of the things we were kind of spitballing and stuff. How dare I said, you give Brandon a, a day off? He only what? works like 80 hours a week. You got to do it from time to time. Okay. <laughs> Just to, you know, stay within those posters that uh-huh. are on the wall in the break room. Yeah. We got to stay compliant. Stay. Do you think he's still at the bar? Not, 
come on. Brandon Como doesn't go to the bar. I mean, he might own the bar, but he doesn't go to the bar. Um, anyway, by the way, um, uh, so yes, Brandon Como is not going to be here. I was talking to Shannon yesterday. Mm-hmm. He threw out a few things I wanted to talk about. Uh, you know, he wanted to talk about, and I said because we had just have more time, right? And it's a different audience and everything else. I want to talk about the First Amendment mm-hmm. because we know it is so highly misinterpreted. And the fact that you say something, you get punched in the face. And someone says, well, hold on. That was my First Amendment right. Well, yes, but that just means the government can't punch you in the face. I can punch you in the face. Yeah. If I'm your boss, I can fire you. Right. If I own a brand that you're associated with, I can say no longer. Sure. So you can't say that is stifling free speech First Amendment because that does not give you protection from everything. Right. You still have. Somebody's going to go to jail if they punch you in the face. Correct. Right. Correct. Yeah. So maybe that holds someone back from punching you in the face. But it's not the First Amendment that protects right. you there. It's an assault charge. Right, right, right. You no, know, it's it's weird. And so um anytime something like this comes up on offsides, the offsides listeners, ooh, they love that. They keep the mm-hmm. First Amendment in their front pocket. They're ready yep. to pull that card out. And so I think we're going to talk about that and okay. what it means and what the protections are. I think this is going to be great. It is. It's going to be fun. I can't wait to listen to that. So anywho, um, We'll get to all that and more. Bernie, she's just here to make sure I don't sink the ship. But I think I'm going to do all right. I think, I mean, it might be touchy. No, you're going to do great. Hey, in the 7 o'clock hour, Jackie Russo is going to join me. And, you know, it's brand buzz, of course. I'm also going to ask her the question because it came up on CBS uh, Mm -hmm. Face the Nation yesterday. Is I, the job I, I of wish the I U.S. president. Face the Nation. Well, I don't usually watch it. I see the clips. They scream and they Well, they they're. Are we talking about the same one? I don't. Like I usually face find the, the face of the nation. I feel like they're boring. I feel like it's I, maybe that's it. That's it's probably know. that they're boring. Maybe. Anyway, they were having the conversation because there's a Harvard professor who says, "Listen, the American presidency in modern times, it's an impossible job that no one will ever be able to do, in a sense of making everyone happy at the same time." Right. He called it like an airbag. He says it's like the airbag in your car. You hope you never have to use it. But when a car pulls out in front of you and you slam into it, you hope it's there. So, you know, the president has to prepare for all these things that they don't know will happen. They're all going to be surprises. You have to have these people working on things because when it does happen, something like COVID-19, you have to be able to say, I got this. It's under control. We've been talking about this for years. Anyway, we're going to talk about that and, and a few more things, of course, coming up along with, you know, topics about advertising and that sort of thing that we normally do as well. So there you go. 621 now at News Talk 96.5. KPL coming up. A quick look at national headlines and then bottom of the hour local news. All that and more is coming up right here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Phone lines are open. Call the show at 232-1542. 232-1542. Then listen live anytime with the free KPL News app. Free in the App Store or Google Play. Welcome back to Acadiana's Morning News. Gas prices plummeted while the country endured its coronavirus shutdown. But recently, the prices have begun to rebound a bit. Troby Lundberg, the publisher of the Lundberg survey, says that prices have gone up 11 cents over the past two weeks and 23 cents over the last seven weeks to a national average of $2.16 per gallon. 
We're much lower than that here in Louisiana, but she doesn't necessarily expect that to last. This pace of increase probably will not continue at this point unless we have an important change in the huge overhang of petroleum supply, both crude oil and gasoline. The glut in supply is due to not as many people driving due to coronavirus shutdowns and OPEC only cutting back petroleum production for a short period of time. The market with the lowest price per gallon... Baton Rouge, Louisiana, at $1.59 on average per gallon. The highest, Honolulu, Hawaii, at $3.11. Protesters in Seattle continue to occupy a few blocks surrounding a police precinct in the city, making it a self-declared autonomous zone. Fox's Jonathan Hunt reports from Seattle. Across the country and here in Seattle, a lot of people are asking how long can this go on? How long can local authorities allow these protesters to occupy what is essentially about a six-block radius of a major city? Well, the police chief, Carmen Best, was on CBS's Face the Nation earlier today. She was asked that question directly. She said she simply doesn't know how long it will last. Listen here to Carmen Best. We're really trying to take a methodical, practical approach to reach a, a resolution where everyone gets out of here uh, safely. And of course, this is about the safety of residents and businesses. That was Fox's Jonathan Hunt reporting that protesters in the Seattle Autonomous Zone are calling for systematic changes in the wake of the death of George Floyd in police custody. The U.S. Senate passed a bill last week that seeks to address concerns about Confucius Institutes suppressing free speech on college campuses. Louisiana Republican Senator John Kennedy co-sponsored that legislation, and he was on Fox's Sunday Morning Futures with Maria Bartiromo. He explains why he believes it's necessary right now. In 2004, uh, the Communist Party of China went to over 100 of our universities and said, we're going to give you a bunch of money if you'll let us open up what we call Confucius Institutes to teach your students the Chinese language. Um, the universities took the money and the Confucius Institutes became propaganda arms of the Communist Party of China. Now, this bill requires Confucius centers to protect academic freedom on college campuses where they are located. Amusement parks around the United States are getting ready to welcome back visitors. Fox's John Saucier has more. Just like everywhere else, there will be plenty of changes to deal with at the amusement park. Because of coronavirus, most parks will have temperature checks at their gates and limit how many people are allowed in each day. Big theme park operators, including Disney and Six Flags, will require all guests to wear masks. Some parks have done trial runs with employees to figure out how to social distance on rides and cut down on long lines. Disney's Florida Parks will open July 7th, but without parades, fireworks, and character greetings, Disneyland in California is set to reopen its gate on July 17th. John Saucier, Fox News. We'll get up into the lower 90s today in Acadiana. The full forecast is coming up from the KTC Storm Team 3 Weather Lab. But first, a way to go on a foreign adventure without leaving your home. Fox's Linda Bell is giving you the business. Giving you the business. I'm Linda Bell with the Fox Business Network. Traveling abroad is next to impossible in this age of coronavirus. If visiting the Holy Land is on your bucket list, Russell Robinson, CEO of the nonprofit Jewish National Fund, has the answer. Let's put together a trip to Israel, a virtual mission, a virtual trip to Israel. Robinson says for $50, you can have a five-day virtual experience via Zoom, complete with a certified tour guide. And they're so great at what they do that they're able to uh, make you feel 
after a couple minutes, you're really walking down the streets of Jerusalem. Local tour guides not only take you to the old city of Jerusalem, but also iconic places like the Dead Sea. By the way, this is a great way to give guides, you know, who are not earning anything in Israel money. Robinson says the response to the tour has been positive. He's received calls from colleagues in Australia, Mexico, Canada, and South Africa interested in providing similar services of their own. Giving you the business. I'm Linda Bell, Fox News. Uh, Moon Griffon. The news that was. People want to know how this happened. And the news that's now. The attempted coup d'etat. Get a complete and concise update tomorrow morning. Hi, y'all. Welcome to the Moon Griffon Show. As we rock and roll and it's another beautiful day in Louisiana. And we are honored to have our special guest today, the President of the United States, President Donald Trump. I have to tell you, Moon, you have a great reputation. All my friends down there, I have a lot of them. They're saying, call Moon. It's an honor to do your show. It really is great to be on the Moon Griffon Show. I really, it's a big deal. You're a... You're like a, you're a big deal in talk radio. I appreciate it. Trump likes doing the, the Moon Show. He he called me one day and he said, Kennedy, do you know Moon? <laughs> and I said, yes, I know Moon. And he said, well, I just did Moon. He said, I turned down 60 minutes to do Moon. I said, probably had a better time. We need to know this stuff. Moon Griffon. I listen to you every day. Listen to all the action every morning at 9 on News Talk 96.5. KPL. For those fortunate enough to help the person who has always been their hero, find the care guides you need to help at aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. It's the bottom of the hour. Now the top stories from kpel965.com. Good morning, I'm Rob Kirkpatrick. A Louisiana pollster believes it may take up to a week to know the results of the November presidential election. JMC Analytics and polling founder John Cuvion says that's because... Many swing states are adopting mail-in voting. Mail-in voting, or rather counting mail-in votes, is a much more cumbersome process than, say, recording the votes for a precinct for early voting or election day. Now, California, which allows mail-in votes to be submitted as late as election day, took weeks to officially report the results of a Democratic primary earlier this year. Cuvion says, for example, President Trump won Pennsylvania by just 40,000 votes in 2016, and that state just okayed widespread mail-in voting. When you're talking about over a million mail-in ballots, possibly even two and a half million voting by mail in November, a 40,000 vote margin would certainly not hold up against a massive mail-in vote. Now, the analyst warns that even in Louisiana, where the state has adopted restricted mail-in voting due to COVID-19, the substantial increase in mail ballots could produce slowdowns in election reporting. Cuvion says that though the delay may frustrate some, he still sees mail-in voting as the wave of the future. I think that once some people are getting a taste of mail-in voting, they may conclude it's not worth sitting in line to, to vote on Election Day. Now, he does say studies suggest there's little to no partisan impact for the adoption of mail-in voting. Governor Edwards has vetoed the tort reform bill. Kevin Barnhart has more on what happens next. The measure aimed to lower car insurance rates with changes to the state's civil litigation system, but Edwards cited the bill didn't contain a commitment to lower rates as assured by its supporters. There are two weeks left in the special session, and political analyst Bernie Pinsonat believes the timing of the veto is surprising. The surprising thing was he didn't wait till later in the session. What this tells me, he's very confident that they don't have the votes to override his veto. He wouldn't have done that. Edwards says he's willing to continue discussions on the issue with a similar measure circulating in the ongoing special session. I'm Kevin Barnhart. So everyone's into space these days. The SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket blasted off, or blasted off, excuse me, into the skies from Cape Canaveral carrying a load of satellites. 
The liftoff happened Saturday morning just before sunrise. The first stage of the Falcon 9 successfully landed on that drone ship following separation and will be used again for future missions. Now the three Skysats, as they're called, and 58 Starlink satellites were delivered into orbit. The Starlink satellites are intended to be deployed all around the Earth, Bernie, to bring Internet to everyone (gasps) on the planet. That's so great! Now that might sound good to you, Bernie. Well, well, okay, what's your problem with it? I'm going to TT on that idea. (laughs) Why would you TT on that idea? Because if I'm going to Africa, the Maldives, Uh India, Uh I'm going to be floating on a boat in the Indian Ocean. Yeah. I don't want Facebook. No, I I like that there's no reception. Okay. All right. So I don't love the idea of the internet being everywhere. Do you want to put your critical thinking hat on with this, though, maybe? Are you trying to talk about how the internet and information empowers people in places that maybe they don't have power or they're under oppression? (sighs) Or maybe you could just turn your phone off, loser. (laughs) I guess that's a point. I guess that's a point. 6.35 now at Newstalk 96.5 KPEL. Mostly sunny skies across Acadiana starting to get into the dog days of summer now. Temperatures going to be sitting in the lower 90s. A 10% chance for an isolated shower popping up a little later on this afternoon. Most of us going to be staying dry, though. Lows get down into the low to mid-70s across Acadiana. And then we're going to get ready to do it all over again. In fact, not a whole lot of change in your forecast through the rest of the week. It's going to be hot. It's going to be humid. And every day will bring that slight chance for an isolated shower. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm Kate. ATC meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Man, I should probably apologize to you. Why? I was a little rough on you. That's all right. I'm used to it. Oh. (laughs) Hey, our weather update is brought to you by the TJ Martell Foundation. In the fight against leukemia, cancer, AIDS, and other diseases, your support helps save more lives. Visit tjmartell.org to learn more. Bernie, I'm voting you off the island. You're going at 2 o'clock. Okay. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. And still in all clear on the roads of Acadiana. Make sure you buckle it up and keep it safe out there. And if you want to hear more from Bernie, you're going to have to listen to KTDY because that's the only place she's going to be in the morning. I got voted off the island. (laughs) All right. 635 now at News Talk 96.5. KPL. Running right on time. Driven by Bruce Hart Poche, LLP, certified public accountants. All right, Byrne. So, so is, is it okay? Can I can I talk to you? Yeah, talk. That's allowed? Okay. Yes. Hi. It, it doesn't start with an apology. I'm really that, sorry. You're on that side today, and I can turn your mic off. Oh, man. I'm just kidding. I have I would to never be nice. This, Byrne. All right. I'm crying. So what are you talking about? What do we what do we have to say? I was just going to comment on whatever your stories were. Okay, so um let's see. Let's start with this. Okay. There are some idiots out there who think we should replace <laughs> Confederate monuments in the state of Louisiana. I'm not talking about they're idiots for acting like we should replace them. It's a conversation that's happening. Right. My my thing that I think is idiotic is who they want to replace those statues with. Well, what's the deal? What's going on with, with all of this? What are you saying? There's a group of people in Louisiana that want to replace every Confederate monument and statue in the state of Louisiana with a statue of Britney Spears, and they are serious. <laughs> okay, now wait. I love Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. 
But do we need a statue? Hit me, baby, one more time. Um, okay. They say because she contributed millions of dollars to the state okay. after Hurricanes Katrina and Rita. Okay, good you know, stuff. She is a Louisiana girl. She's from Kentwood, okay. which I'm sorry, is more Mississippi than Louisiana, but that's just me. Okay. Sorry but, to anyone for Kentwood. Interesting. All mm-hmm. right. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm going to just have to say no on that. Um. Well, I mean, if people want to get together and, and put a statue up, that's good. Right. I but, mean, there are so many more people who have done so many better well, things. And you could do a Britney Spears statue. It's not that you can't do it, but I mean, I don't know. That seems uh, put it in her hometown. It just seems dumb to me. That's okay. just all I'm saying. Yeah, I think yeah, you're right. Is, uh, you're right. Put one in her hometown, Burn. That's right. Just mm-hmm. do it there. All right. All right. I have some good news for you. I know yes. you love this show. Yes. Performances from the Ed Sullivan show are now streaming. Oh, come on. That's cool. Listen to this from Michelle Polino. The Ed Sullivan show is back on the air 50 years after it aired its final episode. Here, the Jackson Five. Oh, wow. Every iconic artist that came out of that era performed on the Ed Sullivan show from the Jackson Five to Elvis Presley to the Beatles. Well, ladies and gentlemen, once again. <laughs> that's so great show ended its run in 1971 performances will be released daily on the show's youtube page marking the first time the entire catalog will be available digitally on streaming platforms michelle polino fox news you know i i always laugh when i watch old shows like that or even like johnny carson Mm -hmm. my grandmother used to love johnny carson Uh uh-huh and so we she has all those tapes remember it was like vhs oh yeah she actually had the tapes like you know you would it was like an infomercial. <laughs> you see like the clips and anyway, it was right. like the best of. Um, and I watch back to some of that stuff now. And of course, there are a lot of people who would like to think, oh, like we're just we're just so trashy now with things that's on TV. You know, like we say anything, we do whatever. Uh, and then you watch back to remember. some of the innuendo. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was much more Joan risky. Rivers on Johnny Carson. Anytime she was on Johnny Carson. I mean, she just. You want to talk about uncomfortable? She did not hold back. My grandmother also liked Saturday Night Live. Like uh-huh. During the, the age of like the Molly Shannon uh-huh. you know, kind of whole time. Even, yeah. even the earlier cast, the 90s cast. Right. She loved it, okay? And I remember, imagine to my <laughs> embarrassment. And your shock and as horror. As a 12-year-old boy. Oh, my goodness. We're watching it, and um, Pamela Anderson is the host. <laughs> Uh, And she comes out and she's not wearing regular clothes. She's wearing like a bikini with a pink like fur coat on. Right. Okay. And then like all the all the jokes were about that tape she had and (laughs) extremely uncomfortable for young Rob. Uh, Did you have to go outside? But, you know, you just it's not as bad as it. I mean, I don't think I think we're much more careful these days. Uh, Even I would though it think seems in some instances, like, it seems like we take more risk and maybe we're desensitized to a lot of maybe things. Maybe we're just a new crop of of getting to be older people. And we're like, oh, I can't believe that. Maybe I would so. never say that. I would never do that. Uh, my mom would have spanked me. My dad would have, you know, told me to go to my room for a week. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's every generation. Maybe some so. of the innuendo was, uh, yeah, it was pretty ripe. You know, I mean, even you watch some of the game shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the newlywed game. Come on. Okay. That was like an education. <laughs> hey, a Major League Baseball, apparently really close to not even playing at all. Um, the Players Association rejected the latest proposal by the league 
to start the current season, mm-hmm. the team, the players say they will not even make a counter offer. The league's owners offered them a 72 game schedule and they would be paid 80% of their salary. Okay. Um, 80% sounds good. The players say, just make a decision one way or another, another. and decide by today. So we'll know today wow. if there's a deal we should. Um, and also the governor of Tokyo over the weekend says next year's Olympics will be safe. Despite the current pandemic, Yurito Koike told AFP News on Friday she will make a 120% effort to ensure the games go on as played. The 2020 Tokyo Olympics became the first ever to be postponed in peacetime because of the pandemic, now scheduled to start on July 23rd of next year. Do you think everyone will be in a bubble kind of deal? I mean, I guess... I mean, to me, I really feel like it only happens if people, right. if it's under control in all those countries. I mean, think about it. You think about where we are with people coming together, even in the same community that live in different households. Uh, yeah, um, I know. What do we do right there, now? By the way, there was some encouraging news this weekend regarding that. Okay. And kids. You remember initially it was like, you know, kids didn't give it to each other. Right. But they could be infected Carry it with to it. mom, dad, grandma, Correct. aunts and uncles. The whole um, it's something like 90% of those cases were in households where there was an adult. So they huh. weren't catching it in the community either. So it appears interesting. It just okay. seems like the more and more we know about it, it's that obviously airborne uh-huh. huge way. That's why the masks have been such a big deal. Right. And then also just prolonged exposure to someone who you might be talking to. Right. In an odd way, sort of like we're doing right now. Now, but yeah. I'm staying safe. Okay. Now let me ask you this too, though. Parents are probably still very frightened about the associated risks of that disease. Are they are they even naming it or they're just calling they just it still call it like the a, a resp- severe respiratory, respiratory issue, Ill- yeah. illness res- that's more illness. serious in kids, mm-hmm. um, but not widespread, but not you widespread. Know, and, but some of these poor kids, yeah, they're um, having a heck of a time trying to fight this thing. It does make does you start it make to sense wonder, for school? Well, that's what I was gonna say. Once you start looking ahead, yeah, um, they gotta go back to school though. Well, they I do mean, have to go back to school. Some of these kids, they're not. Otherwise, they're gonna be completely. We're gonna lose yeah. a generation. Well, this is what I was thinking over the weekend because I was obviously thinking of my own kids', kids schools. Yeah, I think they could probably use a lot of, and maybe this is a question for like Justin Santani or something yeah. if they can okay. make this happen. I see them using a lot of non-classroom space as classroom. Yeah, which would be because great. Because you have like a gym, for example. Yeah. Or you could put four classes in uh-huh. there. Maybe you put tape on the ground. Uh-huh. And yes, there would be a lot of distraction. Because sure. you have a lot of noise issues. Mm-hmm. Um, there are also like cafeterias. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can divide that into. I don't know. Maybe. But you know, like maybe the classrooms to, can be, I don't know. But then again, as some people point out on social media, if you actually looked at what these schools are rated yeah. for, you know, fire marshal reasons, they're nowhere near the limits set on everywhere else. Mm-hmm. So what's the difference? You know, but think about kids who don't have Internet access. A lot of them don't have computers. You know, the, the distance learning, that is not going to work mm-hmm. for every kid and every family. And yeah. we cannot lose these kids. Yeah. So Louisiana has already been behind in a lot of things, and God help us if we lose a bunch of kids in the process. I saw a thing in Washington State where they were actually using school buses that weren't being used. Okay. And they put a mobile hotspot on them. Huh. And so they would drive into neighborhoods strategically. Yeah, remember that? Neighborhoods That's so right. the kids could be able do to their learn. Homework. And they had yeah. some situations where people would drive their car up and park next to the bus right. just to use it. Which is a great idea. 
Unless you don't have a computer. Or a car. I mean, how, you know, I'm sure they've done stats. I mean, 20, 25%. Is that unheard of, uncommon? Justin Santani, we'll have to ask him. You know, I'm sure they've they've put together data on who's got what. So that's part of the issue. And maybe, you know, maybe that becomes part of it of maybe if you do have the equipment, you're the kid that stays at home, mm-hmm. you know, and does distance learning. I don't know. I I don't know. Let's answer this phone call. 232-1542. Good morning. You're on with Robin Bernie. Good morning, you two. This is Amy. Hello. Hey. See y'all Friday. It was good to see you too. Are you were your spoiled children? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So about this kid, these kids going to school. I cannot imagine that they are learning less at home than they learn at school. That's just a kind of above the board. I don't think they do a whole lot of learning at school. I think they don't get a whole lot of discipline at school. But even more important than that, I think we're getting more kids involved with their parents and vice versa. Mm. Oh, I will say that. I think structure is important and having somewhere and, Mm -hmm. you know, because, and that's the deal, Amy, you have, uh, my wife and I were talking about this last night about the, you know, police issue. And you have, and you have, you know, police officers who don't do what they're called to do and keep people safe and everything else. And you have ones who do, and they exemplify what the badge is about. Yeah. I feel like we're sort of the same way with teachers. You do have ones who say it's too hard now. It's impossible. Mm -hmm. You can't discipline. You can't, you know, all these Mm -hmm. things. And you have some teachers who say, this is what my goal is, mm-hmm. and I'm going to figure out a way. And there are some wonderful teachers out there, and I would say the majority of them. Honestly, great just, teachers. The, just the patience it takes, yeah. you have to be a saint. Well, and I would suggest that some of the discipline issues are bigger, though, than you and I might know. Because, And I'm, I'm not picking on people because I never had my own children, right? I have, I have stepchildren who I love as my own. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have to raise them. I didn't have to teach them. I didn't have to take them back and forth to you soccer and dance. You in a box like takeout. They I were ready did. to eat. I did. Mm-hmm. Okay. So having said that, mm-hmm. some of these kids, uh, from the things that we have heard from teachers over the, over the years, are little monsters. Because what? Johnny and Susie I was gonna say. get their way 24-7. And now you got to deal with it. Welcome Amy, to your own kids, ladies I'll, and gents. I'll tell you this, Amy. You know what? Your your children or, or child is probably learning as much with you because you are that involved. But unfortunately, every parent is not as involved as you. And I think that's the. It's exactly true. Except that, except that my daughter has been homeschooled every day of her life. Yep. Well, that, that's a testament raised, to you. Yeah. But I raised two boys who are in their early forties now who had never been taught at school, uh, I mean, at, at home. And uh, and they went off to public school. We tried the private school. We did all kinds of things because one of them was special needs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they did not do well in school, and that was back in, you know, before 2000. Mm-hmm. That's know? why I'm so and, glad uh, kids have the option. For sure. 
Amy, I do too. We have to let you go for time here, but it was great seeing oh, you yeah. on Friday. Thanks for coming we to love our you. downtown breakfast show. Call. It was Thank fun. Thank you. You better Thank call. You, so you better call during my show this afternoon. I'm yeah. gonna cry if you don't. Two to four on KPL. You better be listening, Amy. I will. I will. <laughs> All right, thanks. Bye. All right, it's six fifty now at News Talk ninety six five KPL. A yep. huge conversation. Big. What happens? Big. I'm usually and then how do parents of, work? I was about to say I'm usually a fan of like let's see how someone else does it. Mm-hmm. Either they are successful or they fail. <laughs> but you know what? I don't know if we're gonna have that time. Mm, anyway, all good points, man. Six fifty. You're listening to Acadiana's Morning News coming up. Kim Commando. Then headlines at the Sweet. top of the hour. As you're zooming or skyping today, you might want to take note that it was fifty years ago in 1970 that, with great confidence, AT and T launched the world's first video phone. Here's what happened. Your Monday consumer tech update is brought to you by Identity Guard. Credit related alerts in near real time. Plans start at less than seven dollars a month. IdentityGuard.com/Kim. The AT&T picture phone was an expensive and embarrassing failure. You couldn't buy it. You had to rent it for $160 a month. That's more than $12,000 a year in today's money. Calls were 25 cents a minute, equal to $1.60 today. And to make the call, you needed a Bell System desk phone, a Bell System speaker phone consisting of two boxes, and the picture phone itself, a 20-pound, 9-inch black-and-white picture tube along with a camera. The whole thing filled up a desk. With virtually no customers, AT&T gave up in just one year. I'm Kim Commando. What's the number one sign of a bad home security system? One that's so complicated, you never use it. This is exactly the type of security system Simply Safe has spent a decade fighting against. They believe that simple is safer, and that's exactly why Simply Safe is the home security for right now, when feeling safe at home has never been more important. Simply Safe was designed to be easy to use while protecting your whole home. Order online, open the box, place the sensors, plug it in, and your home's protected. No technician or salesperson has to come and disrupt your house. You don't need to pay any outrageous monthly fees or sign a two-year contract. Their 24-7 professional monitoring and emergency dispatch starts at 50 cents a day. Plus, Simply Safe's video verification allows their professional monitors to see crimes in progress and pass that directly to the police when needed. Don't put this off. Head to simplysavekim.com and get free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's simplysavekim.com, simplysavekim.com. Taking a look at news around the state, Governor John Bell Edwards vetoed a tort reform bill that was widely supported by legislators. And they were hoping to lower car insurance premiums in the state. A Friday statement on the governor's veto of SB 418 said in part, it is neither a compromise nor a mandate to decrease auto insurance rates in Louisiana. Republicans in the House have the votes to override the governor's veto, but in recent weeks, the GOP leadership has been cautious to say if they would use that power for this particular bill. Now, Louisiana leads the nation in car insurance premiums. Some estimates put the average cost of automobile insurance in the state 55% higher than the rest of the nation. Also signed into law by the governor, a bill that would make way for Louisiana to adopt daylight savings time as its standard time. The bill had bipartisan support in the legislature, with many arguments centered on the longer days of sunlight and the effect on everyone personally and in business. The change will not go into effect until a federal law can be changed by Congress. Currently, Arizona and Hawaii are the only two states that don't spring forward or fall back. They opt to keep standard time year-round. Four children and two adults are dead following a murder-suicide at the Parkview Apartments in Monroe. 
Interim Police Chief Reggie Brown identified the shooter as 30-year-old Brittany Tucker. Tucker's four children were killed, ages ranging from 6 months old to 12 years old. Brown says it appears Tucker has struggled with mental illness for several years. That is what we've been able to understand has led to her actions. Brown says the second adult victim, 20-year-old Antisha Logwood, was shot in the parking lot outside of Tucker's apartment before Tucker took the lives of her four children and then her own. A long-standing Mardi Gras tradition is being canceled in 2021 due to COVID-19. Senior Lieutenant with the Mystic Crew of Louisianians, Tyron Picard, says the Washington, D.C. Mardi Gras will not be taking place next January. The event has only been canceled three other times in its 76-year history. Here for you in times of uncertainty. Tracking coronavirus, I'm Rob Kirkpatrick on this Town Square Media Station. Team you can rely on even on the darkest days. I'm Bernadette Lee with your news and information update. We're working for you on air, behind the scenes every single day. We're following a potential hazmat situation on I-10 this morning. As you get out and hit the road, Bernie's got the information you need to know. Your radio home for news and information for more than 60 years. You know, it's everything I need in the morning. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Judging merely my credentials, a lot of people would say that Elizabeth Bartholet is at the pinnacle. She's a law professor at Harvard. She's a faculty director of Harvard's Child Advocacy Program. Professor Bartholet decided to weigh in on the coronavirus in an article for Harvard Magazine. She's worried about children being homeschooled by their parents and forced to be in lockdown with their parents all day, every day. Professor Bartholet says the question is whether parents should have all of that access, all of that authoritarian control over their children. The professor says that in her view, that kind of control is dangerous. It's dangerous to put powerful people in charge of the powerless. It's dangerous to give those powerful people, the parents, total authority over the powerless people, their crumb crunchers. So you parents out there, you're much too dangerous for your own children to be left with you during this crisis because your dictator-like attitudes, you get too much power, too much unchallenged authority over your poor, powerless kids makes you dangerous, more dangerous than the coronavirus or any other virus. This anti-parent drivel was not written for The Onion or some satirical publication. It's in Harvard Magazine. So what's more dangerous for America, the coronavirus with parents staying at home with their kids or an esteemed, credentialed Harvard professor and child dad. But this is incredible. CBD getting a lot of attention these days. Level Select CBD is a brand to watch from Cadenwood, the trusted leader in CBD. Their sports creams and roll-ons are great for pro athletes, amateurs, anybody trying to keep active. No matter what activity you engage in, you could use the relief Level Select CBD provides. Retired athletes like Steve Garvey and Carson Palmer use it every day. And now... PGA Tour champion Ricky Fowler has made Level Select CBD his brand of choice, too. They use it because it works, folks. Independently tested, 0% THC made in the USA. Go to LevelSelectCBD.com, use the promo code CBD25 for 25% off any of their full line of CBD products. That's LevelSelectCBD.com, promo code CBD25, or dial pound 250 on your cell phone, say Level Select, and this offer will be sent right to your phone. You will have the option to receive a one-time auto-dial text message from Level Select. 
The Rush Morning Update is brought to you by Luxury Limo of Lafayette. Book your next traveling party at LuxuryLimoOfLafayette.net. We're working for you around the clock to keep you informed. We are KDMS Home for News and Talk. KPEL-FM Brokerage, Lafayette. there be a murder charge. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. That's what Rayshard Brooks's widow is demanding in Atlanta, days after her husband was shot resisting this arrest on Friday nights. I think you've had too much to drink to be dry. Put your hands behind your back for me. That's body Put cam footage. Then Brooks grabbed the officer's taser and was shot in the back as he ran away. That cop was fired. Then the police chief resigned. District Attorney Paul Howard says he expects to make a decision by the middle of the week on whether to press charges against the officer who fired the fatal shots. He says his office is still in the process of gathering evidence. Fox's Jonathan Sari in Atlanta near where it happened in the parking lot of a Wendy's that was burned down during angry protests. That shooting is only adding to the calls for police reform. Former after George Floyd's death in Minneapolis, Congress is working on legislation, and Republican Senator Tim Scott tells CBS Face the Nation fewer than half of all police departments are providing key information to the federal government. We need 100% as it relates to serious bodily injury and death. When the officer uses force, we need to have all the information. An American accused of being a spy in Russia, convicted and sentenced. Fox's Simon Owen is on the case live. The Dave retired Marine Paul Whelan has been sentenced to 16 years in a Russian prison for espionage. He attempted to read a statement to reporters at the court. I'm innocent of any charge resulting from a political kidnapping. Saying he's the victim of a political kidnapping and a setup. The U.S. ambassador to Russia, John Sullivan, calling the trial a mockery of justice. He's been sentenced to 16 years in prison with no evidence that's been produced. Russia says Whelan was caught carrying classified information. Simon, there's a search at sea off the English coast where U.S. Air Force jets crashed this morning. We don't know if the pilot survived. America's listening to Fox News. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie-cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie-cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No, Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. Amid all the debate over police reform, an officer who came under attack in Las Vegas is in bad shape. An officer who was shot in the head during a Las Vegas protest is paralyzed from the neck down, is on a ventilator and unable to speak. Officer Shea Megalonis was shot on June 1st during protests over the death of George Floyd at the hands of Minneapolis police. The Megalonis family says the 29-year-old is expected to stay on the ventilator and was tentatively accepted at a spine rehabilitation center. A 20-year-old man is charged in the shooting. His appointed public defender says his client will plead not guilty. 
Salji and Presso, Fox News. Another sport is back. Daniel Berger won the first golf tournament in Texas in a playoff, though no fans were allowed at the Colonial. Fans were there for the first time since NASCAR's restart in Miami. Denny Hamlin, 40th career win at Homestead Miami Speedway. Well, because the race on Fox was delayed four times by rain, most fans were gone by the time that Hamlin won. But there is still no baseball. And players are demanding a plan by today. Major League Baseball players and owners have been negotiating for weeks on how to structure a 2020 season financially, among other matters like health concerns. After the players rejected the owner's latest proposal Saturday, the players union said, quote, further dialogue with the league would be futile. It's time to get back to work. Tell us when and where. MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred has the power to order the players to work to play a season length of his choice, reportedly around 50 games. But such an order could get met with a grievance filed by the players union to be heard by an arbitrator on march 26th players agreed to full prorated portions of their salaries for an abbreviated season but owners have not offered any deal with full pro rata jared max fox news on wall street a sell-off is looming on corona and economy worries Dow futures are down more than 500 points as markets also fall overseas i'm dave anthony and this is fox news your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. I'm Rob Kirkpatrick, and you're listening to Acadiana's Morning News. Two men were shot yesterday in New Iberia, and now investigators are asking for your help. It happened yesterday in the 500 block of Johnston Street in New Iberia. I want to repeat, Johnston Street, but in New Iberia. One of the victims has died. The other remains in the hospital this morning. If you have any information about what happened, or maybe you saw something out of the ordinary, call Iberia Crime Stoppers at 364-TIPS. Still a lot of unanswered questions about a weekend shooting in downtown Lafayette. Five people were injured, four others sent to a local hospital after the incident. A statement from Lafayette Police says the shooting happened around 2 a.m. on Sunday morning in the 400 block of Jefferson Street. Now, three people were wounded in the upper torso, two additional people, wounds in their lower torso. One person who was injured and assessed refused additional medical attention. No arrests have been made, and the shooting remains under investigation. Police at this point looking at nearby surveillance video. The lights are back on in Opelousas this morning after a four-hour citywide shutdown overnight. Clico made the announcement yesterday that work needed to be performed on a major transmission line. Power was off citywide between midnight and 4 a.m. this morning. The decision was made to do the work overnight to limit the inconvenience on customers. In other news this morning, a Russian court is sentencing an American to 16 years in prison for espionage. The verdict and sentence came down today in a Moscow court. Paul Whelan has been in custody there since 2018 when he was arrested at his hotel. Prosecutors said the former U.S. Marine had been giving a USB drive with classified information on it. Whelan maintained throughout the trial that he was framed. It's not the takeover of several city blocks and establishment of an autonomous zone like Seattle, but activists protesting police brutality and racism have set up camp outside the Bridgeport, Connecticut Police Department. Several tents were set up last night and demonstrators plan to remain there until the city meets their demands. Those demands include defunding the police department, firing police chief A.J. Perez, and all officers who have used excessive force. One of the protesters is the sister of Jason Negron, who was shot by city police in 2017. 
with rumors circulating that demonstrators in Nashville plan to create their own autonomous zone. Tennessee Governor Bill Lee issued a statement warning lawlessness, autonomous zones, and violence will not be tolerated in Tennessee. Police reform activists were still seen near the state capitol building as late as last week. In Seattle, demonstrators continue holding a six-block area after police withdrew last week. At least seven Minneapolis police officers are quitting their jobs in the wake of the civil unrest over George Floyd's death. The Minneapolis Star Tribune reports that morale is so low, officers feel misunderstood at this time. They say they're being squeezed by all sides. A number of officers were injured during some of the protests that came after Floyd died while in police custody on Memorial Day. City spokesman Casper Hill says another seven officers are in the process of leaving. Others were talked out of resigning. The number of illegal immigrants sent out of the country is on the rise. U.S. immigration officials say in May, over 20,000 illegal immigrants were expelled. On Friday, a Customs and Border Patrol statement said 23,000 illegal entries happened in May, 20,000 of whom were removed from the country. The rapid expulsion is part of coronavirus emergency conditions directed by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The report says that since the CDC order was established in late March, there have been almost 43,000 illegal immigrant expulsions. The investigation continues into Thursday night's murder-suicide that resulted in the deaths of four children and two adults at the Parkview Apartments in Monroe. Interim Police Chief Reggie Brown says 30-year-old Brittany Tucker killed a neighbor. Her four kids, ranging from 5 months old to 12 years old, then shot herself. Brown says Tucker battled mental illness. I'm being denied my due process as a landlord. My Fifth Amendment right to life, liberty, property, due process without just compensation from the government. We'll get the correct soundbite for you here momentarily. Now, Brown says Tucker was diagnosed with mental illness within the past couple of years and was receiving treatment. But the chief says neighbors told detectives that prior to Thursday shooting, that Tucker was seen walking, showing irrational behavior, and even waving a gun in her hand. Brown says they believe Tucker purchased the handgun at a local gun store, adding the investigation is ongoing as to how and why Tucker was allowed to obtain the firearm given her mental illness. Authorities are asking the public uh, if to call the local police department or 911 if you ever see someone with a history of mental illness acting irrationally. It's 710 now at News Talk 96.5 KPL. Mostly sunny skies across Acadiana starting to get into the dog days of summer now. Temperatures going to be sitting in the lower 90s. A 10% chance for an isolated shower popping up a little later on this afternoon. Most of us going to be staying dry, though. Lows get down into the low to mid-70s across Acadiana. And then we're going to get ready to do it all over again. In fact, not a whole lot of change in your forecast through the rest of the week. It's going to be hot. It's going to be humid. And every day will bring that slight chance for an isolated shower. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Our weather update is brought to you by the Jambalaya Shop. 4150 West Congress across from St. Edmund's Church. Serving up fresh jambalaya, pastalaya, and sides with their convenient drive-through, carry-out, or delivery. Also available in restaurant dining. You can find out more at their website, jambalayashop.com. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. And just one thing to report to you right now, the throughway at Johnston Street, again, right there, the throughway at Johnston Street, a vehicle accident reported just about 10 minutes ago. Let us know if that's still there. You can call us at 232-1542. Oh, say, can you see by the dawn? 
broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight. Oh, the love.